0: Hello, everybody.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, or morning or night or whatever it is while you're listening, when you're listening to this out there in Podland. You know, we're doing a podcast. It always makes me think, of, are people out there sitting in pods? They're sitting to, in little pods. Maybe they
0: think we're aliens who came in pods.
1: Maybe we are aliens who came in pods. <laughs> <laughs> we've been to Roswell. I mean, you know, we've been to Roswell.
0: They welcomed us there.
1: Totally as an aside, and we're going to get way off the subject right away. If you ever want something interesting to do, go to Roswell, New Mexico during their UFO festival. Highly recommended.
0: Over the 4th of July weekend every year. Around the 4th
1: of July. Sometimes it depends on how the 4th falls, because I do like to do it around a weekend. And uh, long story short, uh, they have a whole bunch of people who really believe in UFOs, and a whole bunch of people who really believe... I believe it's fun to make fun of UFOs. <laughs> all piled into one pile to keep it's very lighthearted and fun. So if you're ever in within a thousand miles of Roswell, at that time of year, check it out. It is a hoot. And the parade they have at night, where it's all lit up. It's a it's they turn the lights off and it's just the the floats are lit up. Highly recommended. Fun stuff. Very
0: fun. Nice town anyway. too. Yeah. Nice town
1: anyway. Good people. Beautiful. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Roswell, New Mexico.
0: We're not aliens. I was born in Missouri.
1: No, we're here to. We're here to talk about a uh, subject that has kind of comes up a lot. It's important, so we're making this podcast. Where she she, uh, Spice has also done a, a couple of posts on it. But we're making this podcast not for preppers. This is not a podcast for preppers. This is a podcast designed for. Preppers' spouses who may not be totally on board with what the prepper has In going bike. on, or <laughs> frankly, may not be at all on board. We're ta- This is this podcast is not for the prepper himself or herself. This is for the spouse. So, hello, spouse. We're not
0: singing to the choir.
1: We're not singing to the choir. And I no. sound
0: kind of frog voice today, anyway, from a cold. But
1: yeah. You know. But uh, so we're we're here to talk about the spouse situation and if you're the spouse of a somebody who's doing this prepper thing, we wanna tell you a couple of things. As longtime preppers and we've been married thirty years ish, give or take, a little over. And uh, so long time spouse spouses, we get along moderately well. <laughs> we live in a house chock full of guns and we have no desire to shoot each other
0: no desire to shoot anybody to be frank yeah,
1: true. we have no desire to shoot anybody i never want to point my, any one of my guns at a human being
0: little paper Ever. targets they're in trouble
1: oh yeah i love shooting guns
0: but a paper targets tin
1: cans occasionally the flying clay pigeon we're not even very much hunters but we love to shoot guns we love to hear the bang. And uh, we understand that probably a lot of you who are listening to this who are the spouses of preppers probably don't like to shoot guns and probably don't like to hear the bang. We get that. It's all right. So Spice is going to take this out a little bit and talk to you just briefly about what she's been um, writing and considering on the subject of you, somebody who just really thinks this is all a bunch of nuts.
0: Oh, welcome. Uh, I got into this because actually a reader at our uh, site, suggested that we do something on reluctant spouses. So that got me to thinking about why somebody would not be interested in it in the first place, and how to have conversations about it, and reach uh, agreement as partners on what to do. Obviously, I think some level of prepping is very valuable and useful. I have found it to be valuable. It's come in handy many times already. And that's part of the story. Because the uh, big bubble we're here to burst today is that, I know this is going to be shocking, hold on to your chairs, hang with me, TV gets it wrong. Okay? The whole, it's all about the zombie apocalypse and hunkering down in a bunker through the end of the world and raiding your a vehicle to see if it can take anti-tank missiles and things like that. I don't know. I've never even seen a complete episode of the show because I, for the first half I laughed and then I was tired of it and off it went.
1: Too much, too much going on to spend your time, wasting your time on, on doomsday prepping the TV show or any other of those ridiculous survivalist show where, you know, they strip down, trees and eat the bark and... No. No. Just no. no. <laughs> really? No. We're not asking you to go out and learn how to strip down trees
0: and eat the bark. Here's our theme. <laughs> Unless it's a cinnamon tree, because cinnamon is excellent. And that's where cinnamon comes from. It's the inner, inner bark of the I cinnamon tree. I did not tree. know that. I would eat that. Okay. Okay. I would eat it on my oatmeal. I'm in. But beyond that, no. Oh,
1: the greatest, the greatest prepper, secret of of the universe rolled oats oatmeal
0: oh i love those it's
1: about i mean it's the best prepper secret ever yeah just have some oatmeal on hand oh you're a prepper now (laughs) yeah congratulations
0: what it's really about is our theme at the site and for the podcast what we hope for people we want you all to thrive we want you to thrive when times are good we want you to thrive when times are not good. This is not hiding out in a hole through the end of the world. This is making your life as comfortable as, and as pleasant as possible when life is going well and when life does not go well. Because, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to go well all the time. The kinds of things we prep for and where a large amount of our attention as, as a couple, a large amount of our attention is, is aimed and a lar- large amount of our effort is aimed, It's about prepping for things that happen with uh, fairly high regularity, things that are happening to people somewhere in the world right right now, now, absolutely, every right now. That's
1: why, if I may interject, so much of what people talk about when they're talking about prepping, so much of what people have in their mind when they're talking about people who are preppers, is this whole excuse me zombie apocalypse ridiculous running around with guns all over the place being invaded shooting, by russians don't forget killing, that one. Yeah. you know gang warfare ridiculousness this is yes could it happen yeah sure absolutely it could happen you know, the world as we know it could just immediately come to an end. It's a possibility.
0: Civilizations have ended that way before. Right. I mean, but not very often. But not very and often. We and like if they your do, chances.
1: you're pretty much in trouble anyway. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you, I live in Missouri. And we don't make no secret about where we live. We live in North Missouri. And we live just off the worst of the impact zone of the New Madrid Fault. And we know... There's been a humongous, massive earthquake that, uh, within the last 200 years, and we know... It made the Mississippi River run backwards. I mean... It rang the church bells in Boston, and Boston is nowhere near Missouri, okay? The Mississippi ran backward for two days, backwards, and that's a big current river. There's lots of current... No,
0: not, she did not two days? Not two days, No. We're for two days. I'm lying on that one, but it's for two days.
1: See so, now, this is this is one of the things. Never listen to what you hear, or never believe what you hear on the radios and the podcasts and stuff like yeah. that. you guys are just making stuff. Well, it was two days. No. Huh. Okay. Call me corrected. So we also live in ice storm area. We get ice storms all every year. We'll have an ice storm, right? So we need to be prepared to be without power for up to two weeks,
0: even longer if it's a big one. That's true. Because we don't live at the center of the universe. If power goes out over a wide area, we're not getting it back first. No. There are more populated areas higher on everybody's list.
1: We live in tornado country. We Joplin. Had a Regalus. tornado come
0: a mile
1: from our house. A mile from our house. Yeah. Several years ago, we had one mile from our house. We just flattened a, 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 one of our neighbor's sheds, took it away.
0: Yeah. yeah. And some took great out silos. Quarter mile worth of power line. Trashed you know, one cemetery's worth of trees at the yeah, just,
1: yeah, edge rip, down. Yeah, ripped one of our cemeteries, ripped the trees down. And uh, that's, you know, we, we we do fitness stuff, and that's, I ride my bicycle about every day, and that's right on my route. I mean, I just ride right past that. It's a mile from our house. Yeah. So tornadoes, okay, we got to be ready for those. Just, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about prepping. We're talking about real things.
0: We're talking about uh, when my car broke down on a cold, cold, nasty, evil night, and it was a bad night, and it was going to be an hour before the tow truck could get to me. And yeah, I did have a highway patrolman pull over to ask me if I needed anything, but I was tucked into the blanket I keep in my car, and I'm like, nope, I'm good, actually, thanks for stopping, but I got this.
1: Yeah, and and what happens if we do have an interruption, like, um, just for a few days, that's what we're talking about, just for a few days, there would be rioting in the street. There will be rioting in the streets if the power is out for 24 hours in a big city, okay? There just will be. It happens. It's happened in New York.
0: It's happened in the Philippines three days ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just all over the place. Hurricane came through. The hurricane,
1: yeah, yeah. It happens everywhere all the time. So just be ready for that. Now, I mean, even things like the bigger stuff, what happens? Is there a chance that, that uh, you know, oh, we'll lose power long term as they fix things? Well, that's not very likely, is it? Well, Ask Houston. The Carrington event, which was a huge solar storm, fried pretty much everything electronic in the eighteen. 18- Late 1850s.
0: Fortunately for the people at the time, there wasn't that much that was electronic, and they S- did without it. You know, without. So we're not talking a lot about drama, stuff that but... just
1: doesn't happen. We're yeah. talking about stuff that does happen. Me personally, I'm not prepping for nuclear war. Because frankly, I don't live in a place that's going to get bombed. I don't, you know, it's just. But I do have other things in my in my prepping inventory that would help if we
0: there was a nuclear war. Sure.
1: Um, pandemics. If people talk about pandemics.
0: Well, you know. What if there's a really nasty flu? killer flu bug going around? No, we're talking around, about which... a
1: bad flu bug. We're not talking about yeah. the some engineered gene introduced by the Soviets. To, no,
0: people get the flu, and sometimes, sometimes it gets the really flu bad. kills millions and millions of people because it's a particularly nasty strain.
1: Next year, we're going to have the hundredth anniversary. Well, actually, starting right about now is the hundredth anniversary yeah. of the 1918 November
0: flu. November of this year killed probably three million people worldwide.
1: Yeah, and it and was. And
0: it stopped. Some towns just closed their borders. Nobody goes in. Nobody goes out. And that's how they were working at keeping the flu out. Yeah, you
1: know, we're not. So, we don't want to lose you here. We're not trying to say, "Oh my gosh, everything's going to." No, we're not. Yeah.
0: This is just everyday stuff. That's all, we're, that's all we ask. Here is a... think about everyday stuff. A classical example of how we actually use our preps. Yes. Uh, I, I work half an hour's drive from my house. I'm at work. The weather changes suddenly. What was supposed to be rain turns into ice. I can't get home. Okay.
1: Happens about once or twice a winter, actually. Yeah. Honestly.
0: I've got... You know, oh, no, I'm on prescription medication. Oh, wait, I've got three days worth sitting in my car. Anything I particularly need, I'm set. Somebody I was with needed a first aid kit, needed a little uh, minor bit of medical attention, got that. It's just having stuff on hand. Uh, Need to change a tire, yeah, I've got a flashlight that works in the car. I've got a nice bright desk so nobody runs over me. This is prepping for things that are very likely to happen to you. And if a Carrington event hit when I was at work, yeah, I would grab that bag out of my car, and I would be able to walk home on it and be comfortable. Well, that 25-mile walk is a bit long for me, frankly, so I wouldn't be entirely comfortable, but I'd get there, and right. I've been be trying right. to
1: convince her to keep a bicycle in her office, but that's just so far been a no-go. Oh,
0: well. <laughs> So, <clears throat> sorry. that's the first deal, is it's not about these things that sound like paranoid fantasies of the world ending. It's more about a lot of this stuff happens with regularity, and you are just so much more comfortable, and it's a very much less stressful life when you don't have to worry about all that kinds of stuff. Uh, I was noticing, we just had a Hurricane Irma hit Florida, and I popped on a news story about how the people trying to get out of Florida and evacuate in front of the hurricane were having all kinds of drama because the uh, gas stations were running out of gas. Like, okay, if I'm called to evacuate and our gas stations are out of gas, I know exactly where I'm going to get enough gas to get me three or four hundred miles away quite easily. I've got a couple of cans stuck in the garage. Here's what we do. Now, this is a a prep that I think everybody can
1: relate to. This is one of our preps. We have six five-gallon gas cans. Now, they are the good quality American-made sealing gas cans. They seal. So you don't get air. We fill them as full as you can fill them which keeps the air out, and air is what causes gas to go bad. Now, gas is only good for about a year and a half or two years, okay? So what we do is every, we put a date on them, and every month when that date comes up, like January or whatever, we take that gas, and we put it in our car. And we go to the gas station, we fill our can, we stick it back, hey, we're done for the year. Okay? gas gets especially cheap,
0: rep. we refresh the uh, pool sooner.
1: Right now, if there's a big, huge decrease in gas price... You know, and we're getting close to the months, I'll go ahead and, hey, I'll take the bargain. You know, some of that gas I've got stored it's about that we're about to use up was at $1.49 a gallon, okay? Deal. Now, it's only five gallons, so I mean, it's not like it's a huge deal, but
0: I'll take a bargain when I can get it. Is it expensive to prep? Well, we had to buy the gas cans. We did buy the gas cans. But, but we but- buy the gas when it's cheaper. And the gas always gets used. Gas prices go up, gas prices go down. We're going to use the gas anyway. So that's not really a cost, and we're buying it cheaper than otherwise. Peanut butter. We we have a
1: rotation of of food. Okay. And basically, it's just, it is what we eat, what we will eat in cans. We like actually fresh food better. We're much more of a fresh, freshy people. But we do eat some stuff out of cans. So we have what we eat and what is good nutritionally in cans, and we have a little rack that rotates the food. So you put the, the newest one in the top and the oldest one come, comes out the bottom.
0: Nice and easy to get to. Yeah. No, don't have to fuss with it. If, like
1: last year happened, peanut butter, they have a, a, a bad year. Well, I've got a year's worth of peanut butter. I don't have to worry about the fact that peanut butter is now $5 a, a jar. And that's an extreme example, but peanut butter took, a you know, for a while there last year, it took a dollar and a half, Jump. I mean, that's just a small example, but, you know, there's other ways of looking at this.
0: Um, We haven't had those little annoyances about running out of the common household commodities. Oh, that's so nice. In in years. Yeah. Except for ketchup. Uh, No, actually, we have ketchup back there. He just doesn't know where to find every single bit of stuff we've got. I did without ketchup the other day. Oh, we have ketchup. (laughs) <laughs> well, we need to get a up out. Okay. <laughs> I was just like... Yeah, occasionally something can fall short, but it's just a matter of some stuff we use regularly. We keep an extra on the shelf.
1: And When we you...
0: empty one, we buy another one just like everybody else, but we don't have to do it the very day, or we don't have to go it out for a few days. We just grab the one that's sitting there and...
1: Part of learning how to prep is learning things like, okay, what's the real shelf life of a... Can of blah blah blah, because there is differences between different kinds of cans of food. Um, So let's say okay, I've got a can of corn here, but man, it's it's best used by date is two years out of date. Is that bad? No. Well, you will never notice the difference
0: because corn doesn't care. Because corn doesn't care. Honey. Uh, Yeah, honey. Egyptian tombs is edible. I actually know somebody who tried some. Yeah, (laughs) he was on a dig. It was one of the things that came up in the dig. I, there may have been a little alcohol and a little bedding involved. <laughs> I'm not sure. But they did try the honey, and it was tasted fine. They felt fine. Okay. But, yeah, so, but some things are not, like tomato
1: products. Don't uh, last as long. Peanut butter is one. that yeah, you
0: got it. Peanut butter They're, doesn't last much longer <laughs> than a year, so that's yeah. why we keep a year's worth. Pe- anything with a high oil content is... yeah. Kind of iffy so is good to know is that good to yeah. know
1: what, what's not what's hard to know about or bad to know about that even <clears throat> sorry, even if you don't prep it's good to know to rotate your food in your in your cupboard because you know it's my <coughs> it's my belief that if you have children and if you don't have enough food in the house to feed your children for at least a couple of weeks. That's a form of child abuse, not having enough food on hand to feed your children. Whether it's a food they like or not, that doesn't really matter. They'll eat if they get hungry enough. Um, but if you don't have food to feed your children, hey, you've got a problem. There's something wrong. Yeah. You, you, your one responsibility as a parent above all else is to feed your children and, and keep them
0: safe. While we're with the kids here, imagine the uh, <coughs> power goes out Sorry. and it's going to be two days before the power goes back on. It happens regularly here, happens occasionally in uh, cities and things. So, not a very strange scenario. Now your kids can't power their electronic devices. Do you have anything to keep them entertained with that doesn't require power? You're talking, that's an end of the world as we know it thing. If they they can't channel their phone. Two days of kids with absolutely nothing to do in the house. (laughs) <laughs> there might be murder involved.
1: There might be. There might be murder involved in that so, situation. So, you know,
0: you just keep a little stuff around that'll entertain them a little bit. It won't be their favorite, but it'll at least be novel, and that'll that'll be enough to help out. It's a, this is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Just,
1: okay, a prep might be, yeah, just grab a couple coloring books and keep set them aside. That's a prep. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. A couple of coloring books for your kids. And if you don't use them, you can always... Give them to your nieces and nephews and your friends' kids, and you know they won't go to waste. You get just have a couple of coloring books and a, and a box of crayons. And okay, personal note here: there are things that you can use the off-brand and skimp on, and nobody cares. <laughs> okay, but don't be the parent that gets your kids off brand crayons. Buy them Crayola. Show that you care. Okay. <laughs> Not Rant that he's over. scarred. Not that I'm scarred or for anything. life on this or anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, we're sorry about the road noise. so We should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, we are actually out on the way to the place today. And uh, what is the place? Well, we have a weekend type retreat some people might prepper. call it a prepper property or whatever. Yeah, Preppers it's,
0: might call it a retreat. We call I, it our weekend place. <laughs> cause
1: we call it the place. We call it yeah. the place. And if anybody asks, we say, well, yeah, so we, that's where we got some hunting land. And around here, oh, that's all you got to say, like, I got some hunting land. Oh, yeah, 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 you got hunting land. <laughs> They're all, all about right. that. Uh, yeah, we built a pond out there, put fish in it so we can do some fishing. If, oh, yeah. If you're yeah,
0: concerned yeah. about what your neighbors, what your family thinks, it's all about presentation. It is. If we said that we bought this place so we would have somewhere we could hole up for a month if a big pandemic comes by, uh, one, that's not why we bought it. No. We could use it for that, but it's not why we bought it. And two, would sound like nuts to most people. Which we aren't. But if you say, hey, we got a place out in the woods. I like to go out there and hang out with the critters once a week or so. I'll stay out there. That's true, and we got a pond that we got stocked with fish, and we've got some land that we tend in a way that encourages the wildlife, and I've planted a bunch of orchard trees, so I don't actually have much yield from it yet, because I just started this project two, three years ago, but I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, free organic fruit out there, by and by. But you
1: you don't need a place. You don't have to do this. This is not what we, no, we, we always. We did it because we wanted one of those. No. And well, so we did it partially as an investment, too, to be honest. with you. Land. Land. All of our money that we own, everything we own, all of our retirement is in money, cash investments. And we wanted to have something a little more tangible, uh, a diversification where, you know, we have actual non-monetary uh,
0: Yeah, I'm just not convinced this whole plan of spending more than you bring in every year with regularity is a great long-term plan for a nation.
1: Right, because, you know, the stock market, you've seen it even recently, just a few years ago. You know, it cut itself in half just a few years ago. It's done it twice, three times in my lifetime. And it's probably going to do it once more in my lifetime. And I really don't want to have to be in in my retirement golden years and dependent
0: upon that. A lot of the uh, guns, in fact, are investment guns. Yeah. And, we've uh, got piles of them he
1: bought at 80 bucks a piece. And- one of the writers on our site and I, we, we have different interpretation of this. Paranoid Prepper and I, we've, we've kind of, back behind the scenes, gone back and forth over this, which is cool. He's a, he's a good guy. Um, but we got back and forth on this, whether guns are actually a, an investment or can be considered an investment, I I bought a bunch of guns as an investment. They're actually um, World, War, World War I and World War II surplus uh, medicine the gas. Um, I don't know exactly how many I have off the top of my head. I'd have to check my book. But somewhere in the 15 to 20 neighborhood, now that sounds like, well, 15 to 20 guns, well, they're still in the plastic wrap. Okay? They're still in the in the Cosmo. I'm not taking them out. I'm not opening them out shooting them. I just knew at the time I could get them for really cheap, and I knew as soon as they dried up, because surplus guns do this, as soon as they dried up, the supply dried up, they'd triple or quadruple in price, and they have. So the guns I was paying $79 for are now worth 350 to 400 Yeah. So, I mean— and you know, one of these days, I'm going to start to start to move them out. I could take my money
0: probably to anything of the stuff we've bought as preps that is worth less now than when we got it, and almost all of it stuff we intend to use in normal living.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a big deal because you can you know. There's two kinds of, of money, okay? There are two kinds of, of things that you buy. There's things that you buy that stay the same in value or go up. And then there's things that you buy that depreciate rapidly. If you buy a car, man, you drive it off the lot, and you've lost a quarter of the value of that car if it's a new car. That's a huge financial hit, okay? That's just huge. I mean, I can't afford to lose that kind of value. and Maybe you can, but I can't. That's huge.
0: Um, We're not willing to,
1: so we don't buy new cars. Whereas if you buy a house, okay, unless you buy it in Flint, Michigan, or downtown Detroit, or one of the towns... Or during a bubble. Or during a bubble, or during a bubble. If you buy a house, you're going to go up in value generally, and you're going to actually come out of that house just fine because your house is will your house will increase in value as inflation increases at least okay so that's the difference between when we're buying prepping stuff we're trying we're concentrating on things that will increase in value or at least hold their value
0: or things that we will just want down the road anyway Right. This, or
1: or the, to be the other side of that is expendables like food. I mean, yeah. you know.
0: It doesn't have to be <clears> some <throat> kind of big emergency. Emergencies can come one to the customer. Oh, yeah. If by some, I don't know how exactly it would happen, but if we both lost our incomes at once, we okay. would still be able to. Not a problem. Be fine for a while.
1: Now, we do have to throw in one caveat here. This is a choice we made many, many years ago that we were going to be and live life debt-free. Okay? So we're not going to go into – everybody knows the guy. You know the guy. Um, We started before the guy was even popular.
0: Everybody knows the debt-free guy.
1: Everybody knows the guy. So I'm not going to go into that. He does not need my advertising. But we did use some of his ideas, and we, we've been debt-free for, oh, more than a decade, I don't know exactly yeah, a little bit over a decade. Um, I still remember the last payment I made. It was on a, it was on a uh, four-wheel drive pickup truck. Anyway, um, so that was one of our choices, and again, this is another one of those deals where one spouse can choose, "Hey, this is the right lifestyle, let's do this." And the other one just
0: kind of goes. Yeah, not so much. That is a prep of a sort. It's a prep against financial difficulties.
1: Right. So with us, if, heaven forbid, both of us instantly lose our income, we have one real concern, and that's health care. Yeah. Other than
0: that, we would have to come up with a little money for insurance and utilities, and other than that, we would be fine for a while. We wouldn't even have to go to the grocery store. It makes life very much less stressful to know that something's got your back. Insurance always is a way of spending a little now to pad for costs you could not afford to sustain if something bad happens. We don't buy insurance because we think our houses are going to burn down. We buy insurance because we know our houses may burn down, and we could not afford the financial loss if they didn't. So some expense for prepping that you don't get back it's insurance in my category, and it's bought me a whole lot of peace of mind. Reduced the stress in my life considerably. Even when some really bad things did happen in our life, I had a uh, major medical scare. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it was more than a scare.
1: Um, major medical
0: issue. Yes. Complete with scare. I, I survived. My gosh, but they're it wasn't still entirely doing, they're, they're still clear. the
1: retirement sale. We're driving through town now. So you drive up and down with this retirement sale from this one one store. And the what's it been, two months now? Yes. The guy's actually been retired for six months. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, yeah, think of prepping his insurance, if you will. So, okay, guys. A little bit
0: for peace of mind.
1: It's nice. We'll probably do another podcast in the future about the same subject to give you some more thoughts. But... That's long enough if you've listened long enough, thank you for being a good sport and listening to what we had to say non prepper family members. we appreciate it. Uh, just give it a thought. We're not asking just any thought of like doomsday preppers and all this. just put it out of your mind this is that's baloney. It's nonsense um just think about it.
0: Life happens, and we want you to thrive when it does.
1: Yeah, because it it will happen. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to lose a job. Um, There's going to be a power outage. You know, the the, the electricity will go out. How are you going to heat your house? Good question. Okay, that's what we wanted you to think about. And um, so we're going to wrap it here and tell you to uh, have a great day and thrive no matter what
0: happens. Be well. Spice out.